In the spring of 1999, the St. Louis Rams are making final preparations for a new season. They're hoping to erase the bad taste in their mouths after finishing last in the NFC West in 1998. Dick Vermeil, entering his third season as the Rams head coach, has to be feeling the pressure. In his first two years, his teams have achieved only nine wins combined. During the offseason, the Rams bring in offensive coordinator Mike Martz, fresh off a stint as the quarterback coach for the Washington Redskins. They also brought over Mike Martz's quarterback, Trent Green. Despite Washington's 6-10 record in 1998, Green put up good numbers. Over 14 games, he managed nearly 3,500 yards, 23 touchdowns, and 11 interceptions. The Rams can build around a guy like that. The Rams also score star running back Marshall Falk in a trade from the Colts. Falk's list of accolades is already long. He's a former Heisman runner-up, former Offensive Rookie of the Year, and a three-time Pro Bowler. To top it all off, they draft record-setting college receiver Torrey Holt out of North Carolina State. With all these new additions, maybe this is the season the Rams can take a big step forward. Fast forward to August 28th in the preseason game against the Chargers when this happens. And Green went down hard and is not getting up. And that looks bad. You do not want to ride in pain. You do not want to see this. Chargers safety Ronnie Harrison tackles Green low rupturing the MCL and ACL of his plant leg. Oof, that's bad. There's no way around it. Green will be out for the whole season. Instead of taking a step forward, the Rams have already taken a huge step back. Enter the new starting quarterback, Kurt Warner. I'm Will Blackman and this is Upsets and Underdogs presented by WinBet. Today, we're continuing our series of stories about the greatest upsets in sports history. This episode, we're bringing you an underdog tale straight out of the NFL storybook, the rise of Kurt Warner and the greatest show on turf. Stick around to hear how it went down. This show is brought to you by WinBet. The NFL season is rolling ahead, so there's no better time to get in on the action. Download the WinBet app right now and start winning today. WinBet offers unique markets like NFL yardage leaders, who will be the last team to be undefeated, team exact win totals, and a ton more. Plus, you know we got those NFL parlays. Download the WinBet app now and set the odds in your favor. Offer subject to change. Turn the conditions at winbet.com. You must be 21 or older and present in the state where WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Burlington, Iowa is where Kurt Warner was born and spent his early years. Warner played his college ball at the University of Northern Iowa, but wasn't QB1 until his senior year. Once he got the starting gig, he was able to shine and went on to be first team all-conference. But coming from Northern Iowa and with limited starting experience, Warner unsurprisingly went undrafted in 1994. Thus began his winding post-college journey. First, he tried out for the Packers. No luck there. They already had Brett Favre. They didn't need him. Next, without any success landing a roster spot, Warner started stocking shelves at a grocery store in Cedar Falls, Iowa. In 1995, Warner signed with the Iowa Barnstormers of the Arena Football League. He did well there. In 96 and 97, he was named first team All Arena. First and 10 going up. Put a run on the money. 
1997, Warner tried out for the Rams. Despite a not-so-stellar trial performance, the Rams signed him to a futures contract. In early 1998, he was sent to NFL Europe to play for the Amsterdam Admirals. He ended up leading NFL Europe in touchdowns and passing yards. First and goal at the five. Warner looks, has a man, Jason Shelley, touchdown Amsterdam. And they're in complete control right now. Later that year, he finally got his NFL shot as he landed the third string quarterback slot for the Rams. He only attempted 11 passes all season, but hey, he was in the NFL now. Before the 1999 season, the Rams made a few roster changes. Warner now found himself in the backup quarterback role. Then that fateful day in August came. Green went down and Warner was the next man up. Here he was, poised to help the Rams, and man, did the Rams need his help. It had been nine long years without a playoff berth. The team, which had been founded in Cleveland before moving to L.A. and St. Louis, had never won a Super Bowl. Now, they were starting the season with a backup at the helm. According to SportsOddsHistory.com, the Rams were sitting at 150-1 to 1 odds to win the Super Bowl. No one was giving them a shot. But St. Louis started off hot from the get-go. Warner was playing like he had been a starting quarterback for years, and that's because he was a starting quarterback, just not in the NFL. Water, good protection, fires downfield, holds in the end zone, touchdown! Off the play fake, Water firing downfield, the flag on the play, Isaac Bruce, touchdown! Wow! They were scoring points like crazy and setting records. Marshall Falk was a beast, elusive, making people miss. Not only was he their best running back, but he was also one of their top receivers. We said Warner's got them all. He's got Isaac Bruce, he's got Torrey Holt, and he's got Marshall Falk, all of them in the passing game. Here's Falk here. You cannot defend all of these guys. And here's why Falk's so dangerous. Catches the ball, yes, makes one guy miss, two guys miss, three guys miss. Great balance, great speed. With Warner, Falk, and a talented group of receivers like Isaac Bruce and Torrey Holt, Mike Marsh was cooking up a historically explosive offense, the greatest show on turf. Warner, only three incompletions all day, going for Isaac Bruce. Bruce pulls away, he's got it. Touchdown! His fourth of the day. The delay to Falk, cuts it back inside, he's in. Touchdown! Warner, on third and five, he completes to Torrey Holt. Touchdown! <laughs> These guys are having fun. Their defense was nothing to sneeze at either, often dominating their opponents and in one impressive stretch scoring TDs of their own in three out of four games. Stenstrom back to throw. The pass is picked off by Mike Jones. The linebacker Mike Jones still on his feet, dives, touchdown. He's in. Mike Jones had a touchdown last week yeah. too. That's one thing about these outside linebackers of the Rams, both Todd Collins and Mike Jones, they're very, very good in pass defense. And they can run. The Rams would finish out the year with a 13-3 record. Warner had put up 41 touchdowns and led the league in passing yards. 
That led him to being awarded MVP. Now it was time for the playoffs. The Rams hosted the Vikings in the divisional round, and Warner proved again why he was the MVP. He threw five touchdowns. Next up, for the NFC Championship game, the Bucks came to town. Their brutal defense would be a challenge even for the greatest show on turf. But this time, it was the Rams defense that proved their worth in a classic defensive showdown. Late in the fourth quarter, the Rams were down 6-5. to five. They needed a spark. Suddenly, the defense stepped up and forced an interception. Would that be enough? There was no guarantee they could score another against this monster defense. But all of a sudden, this happened. Kirk Warner takes, back to throw, under some pressure. Great goes the far sideline. A miraculous 30-yard touchdown pass to 10-year veteran receiver Ricky Prohl. His first touchdown of the season. Between the two teams, there was just one touchdown scored and five interceptions. The Rams won 11-6. They were going to the Super Bowl. Their opponents, the Tennessee Titans, led by Steve McNair and Eddie George. They had delivered the Rams their first loss of the season in a close 24-21 battle on Halloween. Would the Titans repeat that feat on the world's biggest stage? January 30th, 2000. The Georgia Dome. 72,000 fans packed in. Super Bowl 34. The first half was a defensive battle. The Rams' fourth-ranked defense had led the league in the fewest rushing yards allowed and fewest rushing touchdowns allowed in the regular season. And they continued their domination in the first two quarters. The Rams took the opening kickoff deep into Titans territory, but suffered a three and out, followed by a missed field goal. The Titans responded with the drive to get them into field goal range, but they missed the kick as well. For the rest of the half, the Titans were forced to punt on every possession. The Rams fared better, but still couldn't manage the touchdown. They got into the Titans' run zone on each of their five first half possessions but still only came away with three field goals. The Rams went into halftime winning 9-0. The Titans missed another field goal on their first drive of the third quarter, this time due to a block. But then things started to open up a bit more for both sides. On the Rams' next drive, Warner completed big passes to Falk, Isaac Bruce, and then Ernie Conwell, before sealing the deal with a touchdown pass to Torrey Holt. Rams 16, Titans, zero. Three receivers to the right. Warner goes over the middle. Juggled, caught. Holt, touchdown. The Titans answered that score with a TD of their own, culminating a 12-play drive that took seven minutes off the clock. Eddie George ran the ball in, but they missed the two-point conversion. The Rams were forced to punt on their next drive, and the Titans put together another bruising march. This time, it was 13 plays long and took almost eight minutes off the clock. The drive ended in another Eddie George run and a successful extra point. 16 to 13, Rams. George again. George breaking tackles into the end zone. It was now midway through the fourth quarter and the Titans had momentum. The Rams needed to make something happen fast. 
but they went three and out. The Titans drove down far enough to get in field goal range, and kicker Al Del Greco finally delivered. 43-yard attempt. Hendrick will put it down at the 33-yard line. Right down Broadway. The score was now tied 16-16, just over two minutes left. Now the Rams were really in trouble. This time, they responded. This is what happened on the first play of their next drive. At the 27-yard line, Warner to throw. Going deep downfield, adjusting for it is Isaac Bruce. And Isaac Bruce threads his way for a touchdown. 73 yards. St. Louis now led 23-16. to The Titans got the ball back with a minute and 48 left on the clock. McNair and the offense ran the two-minute drill with efficiency, picking up nine yards here, seven yards there, along with a few costly penalties by the Rams' defense. McNair stepping up. Uh-oh, you got him, you got him. Rolling, needs help, stays on his feet somehow, throws, 11-yard line, it's caught, first down. They saved their timeout, they have it here, they stop the clock. Finally, the Titans made their way down to the Rams' 10-yard line. They called their final timeout with six seconds left. What happened next became one of the most iconic plays in Super Bowl history. From the 10, probably the final play of the game in regulation. It is caught by Dyson. Can he get in? No, he cannot. Linebacker Mike Jones tackled receiver Kevin Dyson one yard short of the end zone as Dyson's arm stretched out dramatically over the one yard line. Mike Jones made the tackle! And the Rams have won the Super Bowl! There was a movie called The Longest Yard. There is your sequel. And with that, the game was over. The backup quarterback had transformed into an MVP and a Super Bowl champion. The legend of Court Warner had been written. Once again, I'm Will Blackman. This is Upsets and Underdogs presented by WinBet. Don't forget to subscribe, throw us a rating and review, and tell your friends. We'll catch you next time.